so I'm going to ask you a hard question. You can pass, but are you willing to talk about numbers? Phil, I had no idea what to price it at. I was like, oh, it's going to be an easy lift. I'll do 1500 And after the very first session, I was like, yeah, I'm doubling the price for the next. I made $100,000 more than that the following year. Wow. Van Nostrand, and you are listening to the Epic Freelance Life Podcast. How to make more money and live an epic freelance life. Okay, okay. Welcome back, everybody who's listening. This is Phil Van Nostrand, and you're listening to the Epic Freelance Life. I'm here with a dear old friend, Emily Merrill. And Emily, why don't you introduce yourself real quick? Uh, you called me old, so let's let's just start there. <laughs> Long time friend for years. Oh my gosh. We met when I was in my 20s. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm so excited to be here and what a pleasure. I feel like, Phil, I think you were my very first podcast that I recorded when you had your other podcast back in the day. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I think you That's right. first or second podcast, which was so fun. Um, but I'm Emily Merrill. I am the founder of a woman's female-focused networking organization called Six Degrees Society. I am also a business coach for solopreneurs, and I help them grow their business through events, partnerships, and community. And I am most recently the co-founder of a new program called Ready, Set, Coach Program with my dear friend, Lexi Smith. Um, I am also a podcast host. I I've had the pleasure of interviewing Phil and putting him in the hot seat, and it's called The Sixth Degree with Emily Merrill. And I think that's all about me. I'm sure I'm missing something. Well, aren't you pregnant? <laughs> oh, yeah, but is that a job? Just growing life? Um, while you're... <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. It's, I think it's amazing. No, no, I know. We'll talk about that a little later. Okay. But Emily is, uh, you must be like seven months along or? Six months, almost seven months. I was doing the math. I'm how many weeks I'm 26 weeks right now so I'm almost seven months which okay I, I thought I would be um I don't know I, I thought I'd be feeling more scared at, at this stage not yet you're gonna be absolutely great and we will talk Thank about you. what maternity or like motherhood looks like for you in, in uh the upcoming year so uh you just named a bunch a bunch of stuff but I want to talk like the, I feel like the main hub of your your business life is Six Degrees Society, this cool networking group that you started maybe seven years ago? Yeah, I started it ago? in 2014. You're my math friend, so you have to tell me if that's yeah. right. Seven, yeah, seven, yeah, seven years, years ago. ago. Uh, 2014 and became my full-time hustle 2016. Yeah, so... Um, I met Emily there. I think I photographed a couple of your early ones. I was like the one guy who was allowed to come or sometimes you had like co-ed ones. So then I would show up and it was really just a great like in-person mingling uh, networking kind of thing where you where you hear a speaker, you get like two one-on-one um, meetings, kind of like speed dating for business mm-hmm. people. Curated and, matches, um, exactly. Yeah. And so what happened during the pandemic for your business that that, um, yeah, just tell me what happened in 2020 for you, because I think a lot yeah. of there. So uh, as I mentioned, I started it in 2014. It was a side hustle. I was working full-time in special events and marketing for high luxury fashion companies. And I decided to leave my corporate life behind at the beginning of 2016 and grew Six Degrees Society to 10 markets across the country. So that didn't necessarily mean that I was traveling to every single market, but really had these ambassadors who would execute events for us. Yeah, but I was That's a wild was experiment, probably, by the way. It, oh my god, it was so it was such a good experiment to like learn how to let someone babysit your child, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I was I was focused in New York. I was living in New York at the time, and then in 2017 made the move to San Francisco, and it was incredible because we would have about four events a month in New York and San Francisco and we were scaling and it it was incredible the energy in in person and the type of speakers and presenters and partnerships and sponsorships we would put together and 2019 was I like to call it my like dumpster fire but there were so many good things that happened here (laughs) (laughs) wait why 
the dumpster fire year? Oh, the apartment yeah. fire. The oh, you actually had a literal fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was little fire, literal fire in my life. Um, it, was, it was a challenging year for my business because there was a lot of personal things that came up where mm. my business literally took the back burner. <laughs> uh, fire puns. Yeah, because you're, yeah. you're, well, I mean, for context for those listening, um, your apartment or house burned, yep. got, there was a fire, right? And you got like out for a, a few months and were like, yeah, so tell, it was like, just it, briefly about how that affected you. Yeah, that was definitely um, a nice obstacle that came our way. Uh, yeah, our apartment had a fire, so we lost everything. Which, being the role of the entrepreneur in my relationship, um, you know, a lot of the things were tasked to me to to reorder furniture, to handle insurance, and so my business just was still my priority, but it wasn't able to be my focus. Well, simultaneously, we were planning a wedding, uh, yeah. which I ironically got evacuated 30 minutes before the ceremony due to fires um, that oh happened God. in the area. And you were there. You had the, I was the there. experience of everyone staying yeah. beautifully calm and helpful. And um, anyways, long story long, when I got to 2020, I was like, this is awesome. It's a new year. It's a fresh fresh chapter. Um, things were, I was crushing it. I was by March. I had been traveling to, been to like LA twice. I had gone to Mexico. We had all these incredible sponsorships lined Mm -hmm. up and I had just come back from this incredible summit in Palm Springs called Alt Summit. And, uh, we had our very last event, which I, unbeknownst to me, it was in Los Angeles. I remember the night of the event, the venue was like, we can't serve food anymore. This coronavirus thing is our, our corporate oh. won't let us serve food. And I was livid. I was like, you promised food. We promised food. We have to get food. So I was like having a friend run out and getting bars for people, something that yeah. was single serve packaging. Um, and I was, I totally thought everything was BS. I was hugging every single person, including a friend mm-hmm. who had just gotten back from, um, from Italy. I just was so naive and, so oh, wow. much, in fact, that I remember posting on the way to the airport flying back to San Francisco an Instagram story asking people what they thought about this pandemic, if they thought, like, if they were nervous or not. And I think 70% of people said they were not nervous. So that's how yeah, fresh it I was. Been there too. Yeah, yeah I, I think we all kind of felt like, whoop, this is being blown out of proportion. And then I got back to San Francisco on Wednesday and everything shut down that Friday. I, I remember being, um, a little shook by all the venues that I had had scheduled for the upcoming months, reaching out to me and, you know, telling me that they were, they were closing in-store events and feeling like my, my whole business was just basically escaping my fingers, just being like, yeah, right before your eyes. Yeah. Dissolving right before my eyes, right when I just got started. And Fortunately, I think 2019 taught me so much about resilience and the idea of like rebuilding and rebirth that I gave myself maybe like a 35 minute pity party where I I cried, I got upset, I got frustrated. And then I thought, okay, so I've been doing the Zoom thing for a while. I take my coaching clients on Zoom. What if we did our events on Zoom? What if we kind of replicated it on Zoom? And I would lower the prices and I would give the opportunity for our speakers who are already scheduled to switch from in-person to Zoom if they choose, or otherwise we could postpone and do in-person. And most of them agreed and were up for it. And I used myself as a guinea pig first. And I was really delighted to see that people from all over my life were like clamoring to sign up for these events. And Phil, I mean, you were so impactful in this transition to Zoom because here I am. I had no idea that Zoom breakout rooms were a thing. And I'm having everyone enter their enter their email or sorry, their phone numbers, muting themselves, calling their match, because everyone got the curated matches, and then um returning to the Zoom room. And I remember like vividly when you're all like, Why aren't you using breakout rooms? (laughs) like, what are you talking about? I didn't even know breakout rooms existed. And so um, thanks to your help and your your push, we started transitioning to breakout rooms. And I'm proud to say we've hosted over 200 events so far in the last 
in the last 2020 2021 time period. Yeah, that's amazing. And now basically you have like for for visuals for people, you have like 15 to 30 people on a call. Um there's a speaker still and then there's still people like hand selected and matched by you based on their exactly. profiles with someone else in the room and then they get like a 15 minute in Zoom breakout session one on one with that other person they connect lives are changed and then they come back and hear a cool presentation and hey. it's all happening virtually exactly and i think that the pro of it is that you know these individuals are now not limited and siloed to the particular market that they live in or the city that they live yeah. in so it so, also op- opens it up to people who i never would have been in alaska or ohio or denver and yeah. have them so, participate so I really want to know if you're going to do in-person events again, or is this like the new model forever? Um, I don't want to say forever, ever, but I'm really not having any desire to do in-person events again. So um, yeah. It's funny. It's like, it, and maybe this is the age and maybe this is like the time of life for me and whatnot. But um, I think the pandemic and, you know, transitioning to virtual, it really, 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 exhibited to me how much energy I wasted and how much time it took to put together an event. So for example, I would do an in-person event and I'm so grateful for the experience because it gave me so much clout, but it would take me, you know, an hour at, at least to just find a venue. It would find, take me an hour to get to the venue. It would, you know, then I would have to be pitching alcohol partners and going grocery shopping and spending more money than I was actually bringing in. So when I looked, the pandemic really forced me to like look at my numbers and, and reevaluate my business at a whole. Be like, is this is this the best waste, uh, way for you to spend your energy and your money? And exactly. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a hard question. You can pass. But do, yeah. are you willing to talk about numbers? Absolutely. I'm really into like, uh, financial transparency. Um, how so what happened with your business then between like 2019 and 2020 like did did it grow how much oh, is yeah. he's bringing in for you like what's exciting about all that let's see because I told you 2019 was my dumpster fire year yes. I'd made six figures in 2018 but 2019 I made like god I want to say I made like $95,000 or so in my business okay. um nice. I made $100,000 more than that the following year Wow, that's so amazing! And, and that's just my, through, like, um, do, do you include um, just the six degrees meetings or like everything, like mm-mm. the coaching and the other everything, stuff? everything? Yeah, yeah, coaching, coaching, everything. So a little bit more that's than a hundred thousand yeah. dollars on that. Um, yeah, I included everything in it, and I think the pandemic and like the fact that it told me to shut up and sit down a little bit. Um, it forced me to to look at other revenue models in my business as well. So uh, you mentioned the mastermind and the mastermind was birthed out of, out of the pandemic. And when I built the the mastermind, I, I'm, I've been a coach since 2018 and I, I struggled with creating something that was a bridge between community and coaching. And it wasn't really into like creating a coaching group, but wanted to help, I wanted to create a space where everyone could help one another. And so yeah. I was introduced to the idea of a mastermind. And so in fall of 2020, I launched my first mastermind and Phil, I had no idea what to price it at. I was like, Oh, it's going to be an easy lift. I'll do 1500. And after the very first session, I was like, yeah, I'm doubling the price for the next, ah. the next one. <laughs> um, and so I've doubled Wait. since du- doubled the price. So what is it? What does it look like though? It's uh, meeting X amount of times a month for X amount of months, or yeah. So it's five five months, and we met every other week okay. for two hours, and it was capped at ten people, and we had an an opportunity for each person to be on the hot seat, and what that meant was they got about ten minutes to express their challenge, um, have the opportunity for us to brainstorm on that challenge, and then come up with an action step. And then towards the end of the uh, the time on the hot seat, or at the end of those sessions, I would create customized homework for each individual, assign the 
personalized accountability buddies. And then they would also get the opportunity to have one-on-one calls with me as well. So they would have four 30-minute one-on-one calls and one hour call with me throughout the five-month program. So, and you're charging 3000 for that now for five months. Yeah. Yep. And I actually just, um, I just launched it today, my next iteration of the mastermind and it's going to be th- uh, three months and it's going to be every week and it's going to be um, three hour calls with me instead of the, the mini calls in between. And it's yeah. $3,500 now. This is incredible. And still around 10 people, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, capped at ten people. So, so, so every time you do one of these, it's pulling in about thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, Roughly, yeah. So amazing. And and how many masterminds were you running last year, or how many do you run concurrently, just one at a time, or? Um, I had two running concurrently. I had one. So the first one I launched was in August of twenty twenty. The second one I launched was January. Was it January? Yeah, January twenty twenty one, and then the third one started. March of 2021 oh, cool. is okay, cool. ending so next week. Yeah. I thought there was like tons of these going, but it was basically one, one at a time. Yeah, about one at a time. So this next one will be uh, just kind of budding up to my maternity leave actually. And so I'm bringing in a partner to execute the sessions that I may or may not be attending. Cool. Yeah. So that's I think exciting. what's beautiful about, about your business too, like something you just said is, um, I think you're you're in front of so many really interesting individuals. I, I've attended a ton of your events online, and and there's so many like really like whip smart entrepreneurs that you've surrounded yourself with that I think you have the ability to um, partner with people very easily. Have someone take mm-hmm. over for you. Have somebody like build something with you. Does that inspire you? Or I don't know, is there something there for you? Yeah, I mean, I get so much satisfaction and um, pleasure in meeting people. And sometimes my ideas get ahead of me before I've even like fully dived into a conversation or dove dove into a conversation with someone. And um, realizing that like, wow, I see this opportunity for us to do this partnership together, this event. And I love doing moderated panels as well. And we'll definitely Mm -hmm. be bringing back more um, moderated panels in 2022. Uh, But I, I, you know, it's funny. I don't think I I saw one of the moderated panels before. Mm, Yeah. We had a a sponsored one by digit earlier this year, the psychology. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, we've we've done a bunch, but it's interesting. Even like planning ahead for twenty twenty two right now, I was thinking the same thing. Like we've I've had the pleasure of meeting these extraordinary humans over my career and over my lifespan. And um, next year, we're going to be really strategic about kind of bringing it, bringing in the big guns, like bringing bringing okay. in people that you might typically not have access to go see speak or get intimately connected with. So uh, we're really going to be up leveling, especially because I think that is the beauty of the digital is like, it makes it a little bit more equal to people all across the country versus like, Oh, I wish I lived in LA and I could have attended this event and then trying to convince that speaker to come out to New York or to San Francisco. is a little challenging. Yeah, that's exciting. And yeah. and you also just created a new concept beyond the coaching and the mastermind group and the six degrees with with a, somebody from your community, right? Yes, yes. So Lexi and I, um, we met actually in February of 2020 at a conference in Los Angeles that was awful. It was like it was such an awful. Yeah. Con- it was a coaching conference and. But we both had a mutual friend that dragged us to it. And we were like, oh, everything about this person is not our jam at all. Um, But we met each other. And that was the best thing that we got out of the conference. And she lived in Ventura. And I remember I had an event happening in L.A. um, And really, really tried to get her to come in person. And she was trying to tell me how far Ventura is from L.A. And with traffic, how (laughs) impossible it was. And, uh, again, thanks to the pandemic, 
we, you know, she was able to, to foster relationships with individuals within my community and become a member of six degrees. And Mm -hmm. as a coach, a lot of people would come to me and say like, I'm between working with you and Lexi. Like, okay, well, we do very different things. (laughs) Very, very different things, very different expertise. Um, And they would, you know, we would be talking about that person because we're like, have they told you who they're going with yet? And recognize that this person really wanted to work with both of us. So we put our heads together and we decided to create something where we could give the people the opportunity to work with both of us, but not take away from our ideal clients at a one-on-one capacity. So that's why we specifically focused on people who want to start coaching businesses. So as a coach or I I became a coach in 2018. I had no idea what the coaching business looks like. Um, The only way I really got my own courage to become a coach was my, my coach sat me down and, you know, told me that I was possible, but I really, it took a lot of, took a lot of time. It looked, took a lot of self-work to actually believe that it was possible. And then once I started doing it, I was kicking myself that I didn't do it sooner. Like why, Mm. why? So um, we're helping people kind of fast track that and get organized with all of the pieces that we had to collect and hunt and gather ourselves and putting them through a three-month really, really structured program that includes live coaching from us, but also modules from us in between. And then, like I mentioned with the mastermind with the accountability, they also get accountability buddies and they get access to us in Slack. So we were, you know, we've been talking, we're like, this is our first program that we run together. And already by the feedback that we've given people in Slack, we're like, yeah, we're going to (laughs) probably maybe be doubling this price (laughs) uh, for the next one because, you know, you don't, you don't know how much energy is going to go into something until you actually do it yourself. So, but it's been really fun. I feel like the story of your life is that everything you do requires more energy than you think. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That is the thing. But I think, you know, Emily of 2019 would have said, yeah. whatever, like that's, that's, it's like going to the gym. You go to the gym. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. I, I never complained about it. It's just hindsight is a little bit more telling. No, end. of course. And, and there's no, there's no criticism there. Like, like you have yeah. to start a little bit small and then like figure out what really, what reality really is. Um, exactly. So, so does this mean that you guys aren't doing like live sessions there or is, is it, is it like an e-course kind of thing? Uh, so they're all live sessions. Um, well, mm-hmm. they're live coaching sessions weekly, and then oh, okay. uh, and then in between the sessions, they have a module that they watch that we've got pre-recorded. It, got it. So so okay. So this will transition. Oh man, there's so many ways I want to go with this, but <laughs> um, I know that you are having a baby soon, and and a lot of the things that you do require you to be there in person. Mm-hmm. right like the 60 you're at every single six degrees meeting online and there's about two to four a week mm-hmm. you're at every single coaching call for yourself you're at every single mastermind and you're at every single one of these like the new program with Lexi um how what do you see shifting for yourself when there's a baby in your life if anything yeah and um you have so a husband as well so I have husband <laughs> yeah Luckily, I have someone who, who's, who's helping me or claiming that he's planning, planning to help me. Um, yeah. yeah, so the events, I've started delegating. So backing up, back in, in person, I mentioned I had ambassadors and I had no problem yeah. delegating events. Um, virtual, it, it was a lot harder for me because I had no excuse to not be at events. I'm like, I'm not doing anything at six o'clock. Or, or, well, why would I not be at this event? Um you know, right now I'm taking this call from my family's cottage in Michigan. And fortunately I'd scheduled most of my events to be morning events. So it worked out really Mm. serendipitously for my schedule. That being said, I have gotten back into the habit of hiring individuals to execute my events for me. And it feels really good. It feels really good being able to pay someone to know I have a script written out. I've documented everything. So in thinking about my business as if it was something I was handing over to you tomorrow, Phil, that you could step in and you could figure everything out. Yeah. So 
And so you've started doing this already? Yes, I've started doing this already at least like twice a month. I've had people step in and run the events for me. Um, oh, I'm going I'm so on vacation. Yeah, I'm going on vacation to Mexico for our baby moon slash my husband's 40th birthday and already have the person lined up um, to execute the events and, and whatnot. So it's a really, really great feeling. And I have an amazing team that I've been working really hard and we meet every single day. They probably are like, I hate you. Um, oh my gosh. But we meet every single day for a standing meeting. Like we're, we're working really hard to get everything scheduled through February. So currently I'm talking to you July 27th. We have all of August and September social media and newsletters written and scheduled. Um, Oh, you're so good. (laughs) So next week, my goal is to have all of October finished. Um, And then, and then, you know, so on and so forth. And so then it's all scheduled and then we can, we're working on like marketing promotions and schedules just so everything is super cohesive. And I, I truth be told, I think pregnancy, pregnancy was like, it's such a fire under my ass to get yeah. shit organized. Um, no, it's and then beautiful. You're yeah, creating like so, really amazing systems for yourself now. Yeah. It's a lot of upfront work, but it's a really cool feeling to, to be able to sit back and at least my goal is to enjoy my, my maternity leave. Um, the other thing too, you know, to your, your question with coaching, yes, I'm going to definitely not be coaching during that time, but I will be pre-selling before I go on maternity leave for when I get back from maternity leave. So working ahead of time to fill pipelines. So when, when I get back, hopefully that pipeline is already filled. It won't be something I feel scrambled to do. And then, um, the other thing I did, which was helpful is for my podcast, I had done about 52 episodes or so that was a pandemic project um Mm -hmm. and I took a a season break I broke I I stopped posting I think in July and then we're resuming in September but I've been since recording and so we have enough episodes to post weekly through February basically so awesome a lot of, yeah, again, a lot of pre-work to do what I'm doing now. But yeah, events will still be running without me. We'll still be having at least two to four a week. And um, I'm really grateful where my maternity leave falls if things go according to the way they're supposed to be planned. Um, I'm due early November. So the holidays mm-hmm. really help in that I typically take off or like reduce the number of events during the holiday time. Yeah, it uh, slows down in December, right? exactly yeah it's like two weeks in december two weeks in in november and two weeks in january cool. and then back in this february great, Emily. um yeah hopefully i'm so impressed with you actually like it's it's you you have a lot of foresight and, and it's really beautiful i also um, hired a, and a maternity planner which is really helpful oh, Someone really? Who, <laughs> yeah she's a coach um she's a friend of mine she's been a doula for years and She's now mm. helping people just get organized. Her whole business is called Fully Funded by 40 Weeks. And, um, you yes. know, just looking at my savings, looking at taking paid family leave and then payroll in myself, like what my expenses are going to be and and making sure that I'm forecasting and planning accordingly for for those three to four months that I take off. That's incredible. And and you, I know that you're like pretty aggressive. You have, it. I think this is funny to me about you, but you're like, you have very like big goals or financial <laughs> goals every once in a while. And I don't know if you're still doing that. Like you, you said, you want to have your pre-selling coaching and stuff. Do you have like monthly mm-hmm. financial goals still that you're working towards or? Yeah, I do. Um, it's, it's more of an annual goal. Um, I was oh, telling okay. Um, it's an annual goal because some people pay payment plans and versus paying full, but yeah, I'm very, um, like you, Phil, I think I'm very good at tracking my revenue and knowing what's coming in and what's coming out of Mm. my business. But, um, yeah, I have a lot to accomplish in in five months, including being on maternity leave. I'm like, how do I make it? My goal, my revenue goal this year was 300,000. And I'm like, oh, yeah. well, 
I'm, Where are you at with I'm, that? I'm 180,000 away from it right now. Okay. And so a little over your half almost. Yeah. And like half. So I think I, I broke it down. It was like $30,000, $35,000 a month I need in five months, each month for five months. I'm like, okay, it's doable. And I, I, I believe in myself that much more if I had had that time not to be on maternity leave. Um, yeah. But, but, and then not going to squish it all into the next two months, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Squish it into the next two months and, or also be able to, um, you know, this is where I really ramp up membership while I'm gone and focus on, mm-hmm. on bringing up those membership numbers and like focus hardcore on my team, just selling membership and converting people oh. to members. So, so yeah. What, we'll one, see. Yeah. T- to two questions for you then. One, I guess, uh, why 300,000? Like, what does that number mean to you? And then two, who is this team that's selling membership? Yeah, so um, 300,000 was just an, a number. I mean, 250 is my, like, it's kind of like applying for colleges. 300,000 is my reach, and 250 okay. is hopefully my safety. And, um, yes. uh yeah, I I don't know, 300 I wanted to be realistic I, in terms of like adding new programs, scaling mastermind. I don't think I had really incorporated pregnancy into the equation when I yeah, came yeah. up with that number <laughs> <laughs> as much as I had wished. Um and then in terms of teams, my I have a virtual assistant that's based in Macedonia. Uh, and then I have another assistant that's based in Latin America. And then I actually just hired my niece as well to help us with design. She's an art school in, at university of Portland. Oh, sorry. University of Oregon. Yeah. So it's three people, super scrappy, um, but really passionate about what they're working on and really dedicated. Actually, I don't know if you know this. I, I had had a marketing agency for the last year and a half or so, two years almost. Oh, and we just parted that. ways, which has been such an incredible rebirth for me and my brand as well to look at. There's something I love delegating and I'm the number one fan of delegating, but being able to yeah. look at your brand and being like, is this what I want? Or is this what someone's telling me I should do? is very different in terms of feelings. So um, yeah. just taking ownership back and being able to, I mean, I don't necessarily know how to drive my website as well as they do, but like relearning things and re-engaging with it has been really exciting. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's important for business owners as much as it's important to delegate out to like stay in touch with the business on the ground and make sure like... right. things are running the way that you would imagine yeah there's an interesting balance there um yeah it's i want to i want to cut in and say like i'm i'm grateful to you emily because i i attended one of your early mastermind groups in like the six degrees format not one of like the Mm -hmm. big paid masterminds but the just a six degrees style one and it inspired me so much that i started running masterminds like i think august of last year and i've done um one it was like one, two, three, four, like five mastermind groups. Um, I think our last one just ended in June and I haven't re-upped on it yet. But um, Oh, yeah. So what do cool. you find? Do you find you want to do it again or just take a break for a second? Um, I, I do want to do it again, but my uh, my lifestyle is like too crazy. I think it's really hard for me to like um, even just be at like be available every other Thursday for six meetings in a row. Um, and, yeah. and I think because I, I work in the, like all of the people who are in my groups are in the events industry. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the events world just like blew up in the past couple months. We're in July right now. So since like April, May, June, July, I think like people have been doing like 200% in terms of, of like weddings and events and all kinds of stuff. Like the whole world just said like, you could do it again. And everybody started spending money. And so um, people just got real, real busy, um, including Mm -hmm. myself. So I don't know, I do want to do it again. And I have people asking for it, but I I need to like make sure that I can, I can look at my calendar for like three months in a row and and see that I'm like, actually there. (laughs) 
it's tricky. And you have to energetically um, be excited about it too. I think there's yeah, yeah. moments where you're like, shoot, I've been doing it. So I have to do it. But you're like, do I have to, or can I take yeah. a break? So well, I, I really I love it. Like truly. But, but this month, even this month I've been in New Orleans, Savannah, uh, Palm beach at the breakers. Mm-hmm, Hotel, breakers. And I'm also, I'm, yeah. And I'm traveling to like Colorado in two days. So like, all of those travels means that I'm I'm really like gone or I'm on a plane or it just gets really complicated. So, and I even have well, a partner that, running it, but yeah. What were you going to say? It's not the same. Well, I was going to say that I think that's the beauty though of a virtual business that I always yeah. thought I had like a virtual business before, but then with the events being digital again, you know, I don't feel limited or stuck or restricted to a city being like, oh shoot, I have an event. I need to not travel the state so I can be at this event. Um, but be like, yeah, absolutely. I can go to Palm Springs for a month or go to Michigan know, for that's two cool weeks. For you. Yeah. So I think that I was a big yeah. awakening. I was just thinking about it. I like that. Yeah. It's given me some flexibility and some not, I, I do travel. I think for me, like I value the travel and connecting with people and stuff. So I think my, my epic freelance life sort of like kicked into high gear again in the past few months. And yeah, yeah you're, it, uh, you're like in your, in your Mecca right now. <laughs> my yeah. epic experience is like I want to stay someplace for a month and then another place for two weeks and I'm like loving the fact that I don't feel limited to like four day weekends anymore that like, like well, That's I'll nice. just work from there yeah. for the week or two I wanted to talk about that for the last portion of this actually because we've been talking a lot about business practice stuff and I just want to know like how you do so you just you basically said it but how do you sort of implement your epic freelance life and do you feel like you're happy yeah, I love it. I mean, I I think my biggest frustration is that my husband wasn't open to the idea of like traveling the country and taking advantage of, you know, the the van life or that kind of remote oh. lifestyle this past year. Um, oh, you wanted to do that and he was resistant? Yeah, he was like, I need Wi-Fi that like actually works, not just mediocre <laughs> Wi-Fi. Like that's sure. two points. I mean, it's- you do too, to be fair. But, to be fair, but he has like Photoshop and Figma and um, I guess they require a little more bandwidth. So, uh, but I, but in the same time, I also really appreciated Roots and that feeling of being grounded. I don't think I spent more than a month at a time in San Francisco and mm-hmm. it felt really nice to get into routine and to get, get really into my routine. I mean, you know this about me, but I'm one of those freaks that wakes up annoyingly early I try to wake up at five mm-hmm. to five ten and just being on the west coast like savor that morning time for myself which will look like journaling and reading and working out and then by seven I've done all those things and you know the east coast is already starting to to ramp up but like meeting with my team first thing in the morning and then yeah. my last event of the day or my event latest event ends at 6 30 p.m pacific time and then i'm done i'm like wow i buttoned up my whole day into like my ideal day and that was something that was super cool to experience was was actually like consistency of schedule um so i think that's why when i do travel even being here on the east coast time just finding finding routine that works for me um yeah, because well, right now you want to explain where you are. I think we talked about this before the interview started. But yeah, I'm in I'm in yeah. Michigan. I'm with my um, my family. I'm with my dad. I'm with my stepmom, my sisters, um, my aunt, my uncle in this like summer cottage house. And I've been I've been dominating the front porch, looking out at the water, which has been so awesome to work just oh, outside, but so in nice. this covered, breezy porch. Um, and it's funny because a lot of the people in this house don't work. And they're like, what are you doing all day? Uh, but also it's been really awesome being able to take my client calls while looking at sailboats, you know, float by on Lake Michigan. So, um, and then last month we were in Palm Springs for a month and I would sit outside and then between calls, hop in the pool, (laughs) get back to a call. And yeah, there is something really beautiful about shaking it up a little bit too and the flexibility that we have in this moment in time to to shake it up 
Yeah, I can't believe. So you pulled off a full month in Palm Springs. I, every time I checked Instagram, I was like, is she is she posting like repeat, you know, like throwback Friday posts? But you were just in Palm Springs for four weeks. Um, yeah, I was in Palm Springs for four weeks. For four yeah. weeks, and, we were there. And you had a bunch of friends visit you, and and Greg, yeah. your husband, was like happy with the Wi-Fi and stuff. Everything. Was yeah, cool. he was happy. He he. So he surprised me. I had no idea. He just said, we're going to Palm Springs. Um, I booked a house for your birthday. It's a surprise. I was like, okay. And then he said, oh, unfortunately I booked it, uh, you know, in the height of the pandemic. So it's just going to be the two of us. And then every day, like a new friend would arrive. That no. <laughs> to have arrived. You planned all of that? All of it. Yeah. My sisters, my mom, um, my best <laughs> friends from New York. Some of my best friends from New York flew in. Like yeah. I was so surprised. I had no idea how he did it. I don't know how he was. I should check his phone more often. Turns out, um, that's funny. <laughs> he he, yeah. He he planned all of it, and it was just like such an incredible gift because it also. I mean, the other thing too felt like I, when I don't have something to do at night, I do work, and I'm. That's not something that I'm great at. Is like, I'll watch TV and I'll be working. Um, yeah. I'm not great at being like let me go for an adventure during a pandemic on a Tuesday night as much. So sure, it was sure. awesome. Awesome. Having friends there to like force me to stop working at six 30 and to, you know, play games with me or be in the pool and just hang out. And it was just really refreshing. I love that. And <clears throat> does that inspire you guys to do something more like that in the future years or? De oh, definitely. I definitely want this to be more of a tradition or at least something that we do more of. Um, I do want to say, though, for those listening, um, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of you can work from anywhere. I'm going on vacation. Like right now, this isn't a vacation. This is a working vacation. But I'm going yeah. on like a proper vacation to Mexico in August, as I mentioned. Like I will not be working at all on that trip. And yeah. weekends, I have like you know this about me i think you asked to you're like do you want to record at 8 p.m i'm like nope boundaries <laughs> so i've got Sorry. i've got i've got really strict boundaries of like what i will and will not do and okay. so like weekends i've had people who are like oh let's just meet quickly on the weekends I'm like I, I don't even look at my emails on the weekends so okay. no yeah i think for yeah. me it's it's less um yeah, I want to, yeah, I, there's nothing wrong with what you're saying. And I think it's probably very healthy. I think for me, when I travel, it's, it's, it's less like an escape from my daily life and more, I, I want to integrate like my work and my life mm -hmm. like everywhere I go. So I'm happy to like take a work call in Spain because it's cool because I'm in Spain and I'm also working, you know what I mean? Like, I, I totally. love that idea. Like I can make money anywhere and like, and and be somewhere exotic and then once I'm done I'm like in this cool spot but I, I think, like I think it's important to know the difference between what is a vacation and what is um yeah what is a work trip so like again if you're going I went to a wedding in France two years ago and she got married at a chateau and she's like we don't have any wi-fi here at all and you you know there's <gasps> cell service but you'd have to pay for the cell service. So I made an active choice to turn off my cell, you know, like cell device. I took pictures and stuff, but for two oh. weeks I was without Wi-Fi. I had, you know, planned it with my team and I made that choice in advance to be like, this is going to be two weeks. That's just so selfishly for me. And, um, and it was awesome. Cause then I felt I had, I think I had God, I want to say I had like 3,000 emails when I got back and 50 <laughs> of them were important. Like actually oh, I saved 50 of them. Um, yeah, yeah. And it just makes you realize that like that need that we have for self-importance sometimes that if you do want to give yourself time off. So for example, when you go to Spain, maybe you take the first week and it's like working in Spain and then you do Malaga and you make that a vacation, but you just set that boundary in advance. Like I'm going to be out of office. I'm not reachable. That's nice. Bye. That's nice advice. Usually I just don't check my email for a couple of days and I feel real guilty about it because I haven't set a boundary. <laughs> <laughs> and my bot, like, I'm just, yeah, that's funny. That's very yeah. good. Yeah, I know. I think that's the worst because as our own bosses, we're like, oh, well, there's no one 
looking at my emails and we, this is a piece of advice I always give my clients is if you respond to your text messages right away, or if you respond to your emails right away, you're training people in that response time. Like I'm a very slow email responder because I'm not in my emails all, all the time. Um, but just reminding that it's important to, it's important to train your audience in advance. Sure. And I mean, with the caveat, like you have a lot of business coming in. If I was starting out, starting out, I would probably be like very interested in responding immediately. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, like if you've got things like that are rolling and, and your business is functioning and you don't need like extra money now, then I think you have the luxury of, of responding in your own time because you, you don't need the business. The business needs you kind of, you know what I mean? That's fair. That That's a good there's point. Some, but I also think there's something yeah. to remind you like I'm guilty of this too I'm going to spend probably an hour today digging into my email but I'm going to only focus mm. on digging into my email because otherwise um my email can consume my whole day yeah and if yeah. you kind of wait for your email if you kind of look at your email all the time you'll forget to do the things that actually make you money yeah you absolutely right. aren't email Remember one of my hacks, I, I gave a presentation at Six Degrees last week, and one of so my hacks good. was uh, only checking your email from the day before. So there's like a limited number that. that you have to go through, and it's like a it's like a easy to see to do list, and you can ignore pretty much everything from today. And that way, like each. What day about checking like, it from know. March that I still have, and I'm like, why haven't I? Re- why haven't I- <laughs> <laughs> well yeah for, for the old old stuff then you could do like one month at a time i have some of those yeah too. <laughs> well you That's have funny. some that you're just like uh i don't really know what to do with it yet like i you know someone sent me something about doing a a partnership but i'm like it's not yet right the time for it oh yeah but with those ones but, i just like boomerang i boomerang back like a month later or like two weeks like i'll just say like check smart. remind me about this in like a week right yeah, that's super Anything smart. Anything to that I should do. It. Yeah, because you can you can keep doing that until I don't know, until you find your inspired. Um, maybe final. Okay, so you're busy, busy. Do you uh, read or educate yourself in your business, or how are you growing as a solo entrepreneur? Yeah, great question. Um, yes, I. What am I doing with myself in my life? Um, I try to read at least one business book a month. I wish I was going to say better. Right now I'm reading Story Brand by Donald Miller. If you haven't read that, I think you would love that. So good. I'm like, that one is such a great book to read. Um, Definitely try to read a lot of, I I read The Hustle a lot. I don't know if you've read that newsletter. Yeah, yeah. I I was subscribed for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I like The Hustle. I'll, I'll like read The Hustle. So I try to always do something within my um, my business. But actually, this week, I read two books for pleasure. And it felt so good to Ooh. read for pleasure, just to read like an, a fiction book that What'd had nothing read? to do with I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And okay. I, I read like Friends We Meet on Vacation. That's it. Nice. Like beach reads, easy reads. I, so I, I have think- one for you. I read one recently that I read in like literally two days. So if you if you have room for another, check yes, it out. Yes, please. It's called Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. Okay, amazing. Dark Matter. Just added it to yeah, the list. The, I will. The, that one I read, uh, I started reading it one day and then I was like, oh shit, I'm not going to be able to stop this. And then 24 hours later, I was done. It was a good one. It's the best feeling though to read a book like that. I'm like, oh, business books aren't usually gobbled down delicious in the same way. You're like, okay. I have to actually implement things. So it's nice to to do to kind of read something a bit more mindless. Yeah. Um, I think there's like beautiful I think it's so good to be reading fiction too, like in our lives. It shouldn't all be just business books. Fiction has like a lot to teach us as well. Yeah, they really do. They really, really do. Historical fiction is the best as well. Um yeah. but yeah, I watch I also watch a lot of TV. I'm someone who cool. I don't know if that's something to be proud of, but I watch a lot of television. I've seen <laughs> Way too much, like every single thing that I feel like you can see on any streaming service. Um, and let's see, what else do I do? Yeah, you have your I own coaches, though, too, right? Yep, I have my own coaches. Um, and I have been coached 
actually, uh, Jared is my coach right now. Jared Kleinert. I heard him. Oh, amazing. I joined, where I'm, I joined a meeting of the minds, which was really nice for me, at least surrounding myself with the same community, with the same group of women. It can kind of feel, it can feel a little bit vulnerable putting myself out there in front of people yeah. I'm trying to also hold space for. So um, yeah. it was nice to find a community of individuals who like don't know much about my business and are able to give me complete perspective without actually sometimes being men and or not knowing what I'm doing. So complete outside per, uh, point of view. Yeah. And, and he, he really surrounds himself with like high achieving hustlers, which, which I really like. Um, exactly. That's cool. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so I definitely have invested in myself and um, I'm currently doing an NLP program, learning more about NLP, um, uh, doing it a lot slower than I, programming. Mm-hmm, a lot yeah. slower than I probably should be doing. And then what else am I doing? Oh, I think that's it right now. Now, right now I have to start transitioning to like actually learning how to sh- take care of a baby and birth one. Ugh. I guess. <laughs> I guess. These are the classes awesome. they recommend taking. <laughs> You're going to be, a, you guys are going to be great parents, but plus you're both like present and in the home. You know what I mean? Like, I think uh, your lifestyle is is going to work really well for that. So I hope so. I want it to be a traveling baby though, too. I've been, it's yeah. been funny when people are like, oh, I'm going here. I'm like, I want to come. But like, you're going to have a baby. I'm like, he can come. Still coming. Yeah. Still coming. Um, it's going to be I love that for you. We'll have to check in in a year or two and see and like see yeah. if the epic freelance life is still happening for you. Hope um, so. I hope so. Keep me. Yeah, please hold me accountable to that. All right, Emily, I'm going to cut it here. Uh, stay on the line and we'll chat just briefly after. But uh, thank you so, so much. Uh, any final words for people out there wanting to like build their own communities or coach or or just like live life the way you're living it? I have, my piece of advice would be to start. I you know there's always going to be a a moment that you think is going to be the perfect time to do something, and there's never going to be the perfect time to do anything. So from starting my business to getting married to having a baby, there's no perfect time. It's kind of like what uh, what is it? jumping double dutch you kind of just have to jump in and you might trip and you might fall you might fall into a dumpster fire at some point but um (laughs) i think we're very resilient creatures and it's important to start beautiful thank you emily we'll talk to you hopefully soon you're awesome thanks for having me